Uh, young Tom, I would say you are officially kicking ass and taking names. Uh, <laughs> not only did you wrap the final IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship DPI title last weekend in Road Atlanta with your teammates, um, the, the mighty fine Ollie Jarvis, some crazy Brazilian old guy who kind of hangs around, won't go away, some Castro Neves dude, yeah. but... Uh, amazing stuff for you with this achievement here with the Meyershank Racing Team in that number 60 Acura ARX 05. Move straight into testing, uh, staying at Road Atlanta with the new ARX 06. And then I see photos of you getting fitted to a Meyershank Racing Indy car. I don't know if I have a great opening question other than saying it sure does feel like you're kicking a lot of ass these days. How's what's life like being Tom Blomqvist? Oh, mate. Yeah. Life's some um, life's definitely good. I have to say, um, yeah, things, you know, last 12 months have been pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, you know, it was kind of like this time last year where it all really started for me and, and Mike and, and MSR boys and girls, so uh, yeah, twelve months later, here we are with a, a champ, a Daytona twenty four win, petite win, and a championship. And yeah, I'm actually in the shop now, <laughs> as we speak, finishing my uh, IndyCar seat. So it's all moving very, very quickly. But uh, I like it. I like it a lot. I can't complain right now. So we've been fortunate. This isn't obviously for the for those who don't know. You didn't just rock up in America here in January and, and have a bunch of good things happen to you. You're not unfamiliar, obviously, with North American endurance racing and whatnot with your your background with BMW and such. But I'd love, Tom, to just start. Before, we'll get into your IndyCar test that's coming up and some of the other things. But I'd love to learn about how your familiarity, you know, somewhat with, with the WeatherTech Championship, uh, at least from the, the GT side, how did that inform you ease the season coming up, obviously in a, a cool, fast prototype? Did your past experience help or inform things in any way, or was it so much of a radical change uh, that this was almost like a new experience for you? No, I, I think um, obviously I knew the tracks. To be honest, the, the main thing was was the fact that I knew the majority of the tracks. I think the only one I didn't know was, was Detroit. So to be honest, I would say... You know, I, I understood the style of racing. I understood kind of how the weekends worked, you know, all the small little stuff, which I think probably made my life a little bit easier without feeling like it wasn't easy, if you know what I mean. Like it, it was kind of some subconscious things that I already understood and knew. Um, and then obviously the tracks. But apart from that, you know, it was a, it was a whole new challenge. And, um, but I, yeah, I felt like I really, you know, I've been trying for years to get myself back in this position where I'm, where I'm in the prototypes and, and, and these sorts of cars because I know that's where my strengths lie as a racing driver. So, yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty cool to get back. And then, obviously, you know, I think did enough talking on track to, to prove to everyone that it was, you know, the right decision. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm happy to obviously repay the faith Mike put in me and, and everyone here at the team um, to, to help them deliver a championship. That's the next thing I wanted to ask about, Tom. So... Not every driver who makes that shift from GTs to prototypes finds this lighter vehicle, often similar if not higher power, definitely higher downforce. Not everybody coming out of GTs immediately translates and, and 
understands uh, a prototype to then be fast and effective right away, that wasn't a problem for you. Holy shit. No, man. I think <laughs> you, you showed <laughs> no, us right away think, that, yeah, this guy yeah, is going uh, to be a terror. What about the car or what about the team? What about this, this new, uh, this new class just spoke to you instantly? Yeah. Well, first, firstly on that point, I mean, I, don't, I was never supposed to be in GTs. <laughs> Fair <laughs> that point. Was the, the big, that was the big thing. I was never a GT driver. Um, you know, I did it. I kind of was forced in, in that direction wasn't something I really wanted to, to do, but I had no choice at the time. Um, and I knew if once I'd get back in this, these sorts of cars, you know, the, this is this is for me. Um, and yeah, so I, it wasn't. Yeah, I think. And I know you've done some P two stuff. Like, I apologize. I mean, I know yeah, you've done yeah, some P two stuff, P2, but so yeah, I was. Uh, this was this is where I felt most comfortable and where I knew I could, you know, excel as a driver and, and really show my strengths. Um, I, I feel I can drive kind of anything, but. This is where I feel most comfortable. Um, and then, oh, yeah, you know, touching on the, the new formula for next season. I mean, with GTP, it's going to be it's a whole different ball game, really. Um, you know, these cars have a lot of grunt, a lot of power. Um, and all new technology, all the teams got to get up to grips with that. But I think what's going to be cool is obviously an increased number of cars. And with that, um, you know, competition as well. So we, I think everyone has to raise their game. Um and it's obviously sticking around with the team and we can kind of all on our successes this year and, and build and, and try and, you know, defend the title that we, we, we had this year in DPI. All right. I'm going to come back to uh, throwing a few more flowers your way. Uh, so my, <laughs> my man, old man. pal, Mike Shank, um, yeah. his eyes got really big uh, after your first outings with the team. And it was because you fit Shank's personality, uh, what he was like when he was a driver, what he wants or expects from his drivers, and that is someone who attacks, right? There are a lot of amazing, fast, smooth drivers, super efficient, put in the lap time, et cetera, et cetera. It's not always, though, Tom, where you get that person where you're like, oh, man, this is a pit bull chasing a meat truck. Like, wow, like this guy, right? This guy's going after it. He's going to take a chunk out of your ass if he can. And it was that aspect that I know really made Mike's eyes just go, whoa, we got someone special here. Tell me about that opportunity. Cause you and Jarvis, you, you and Elio and whatnot, y'all seem to complement each other really well. But I know that, you know, when they're looking for someone to go on the attack and move forward whatever it is like i know that mike in particular was like wow i think we got something special with this uh blomkvist guy did you feel that from them did you feel that like go get them yeah. taking off the leash kind of I, thing i think yeah i mean they gave me a lot of love quite quickly and i i you know i really have to thank you know mike and and the team here um for you know putting their arms around me and just kind of letting me go about my business and uh you know i was really i'm really able to be myself here um you know, I'm quite straightforward, forthcoming. Um, and yeah, when I'm in the car, I just like to send it as hard as I can. <laughs> and, um, you know, they start to put a lot of trust in me, you know, very early on. And I think that enabled me to, you know, have a lot of self-confidence um, and kind of reach the, you know, the best, you know, reach, get the most out of myself. And I have to thank really Mike and, and you know, the team he's built um, for allowing me to, you know, I've been in places where, 
you know, didn't really work out so well. Um, you know, some bad experiences. Um, but yeah, it's the first time, you know, for a long time now in my career where I've really felt at home and, um, you know, full of self-confidence and, and, you know, people that have a lot of trust in me to, to get the job done. And I think, you know, we've, we've obviously seen that on track. Um, you know, obviously I get, if you look at the, the time spent in the car, I think I end up doing quite a lot of the driving duties. Um, you know, it's not because, you know, my other teammates aren't up to the job. It's just, you know, I think obviously from a team with, we need to work, you know, utilize the strengths. Um, and yeah, they've, you know, obviously given me a big opportunity to kind of get the job done. And I really like that, you know, they, they trust me so much and, um, you know, I think it's enabled me to reach my, you know, true potential. And yeah, we've, we've ended up with a, a great season under our belts. A couple other quick questions on the, on the team side and chemistry side, Tom. So Anybody who knows your history knows that, hey, factory driver on the BMW side, Formula E driver, again, some big names, big, uh, whether manufacturers or teams, uh, you've done a lot of things at a crazy high super corporate and slash professional level. I'm not saying the Meyershank Racing team lacks any of that. But this is also about the most American team as you're going to find Midwest, Ohio, uh, the, the shank of the Meyer shank side loves nothing more than more than to crack open about a dozen, uh, beers, uh, when he can, like there's an element oh, mate. of fun. I've been on the, I've been on the bush lights for the last three days. <laughs> you poor thing. You deserve better, Tom. Then we need an yeah. intervention. Oh my God. Let me don't. You know, you have, we love you Shank, drink, but you have to drink twice as much of those. Oh, that's see, that was always why I, I, I never went for that like stuff. Water. I'd rather drink two beers and be done than have to like pee for three <laughs> days because I drank a case. But you're driving for a team that ticks all those boxes, right? Factory and professional and won, you know, the biggest races in America. But there's also, I would say, it's the most real and most human team I know of where it's like, hey, go win, be professional, all those things. But let's go have a beer and let's celebrate life as well. Is that something you, you've enjoyed? You know, I don't know if in comparison to other teams, but yeah, I mean, I must, I must admit like, you know, at the beginning it was, I found it a bit strange because it was um, so different to what, you know, I've kind of used to, but then quite quickly I saw, you know, I was obviously doing good on track and, um, you know, I could really then start to relax, be myself and, you know, team had so much faith and trust in me. It was just, Every time I'm here, I'm like just yeah. I feel kind of at home, and yeah, I can say what I want. I can do what I want, and, you know, within reason, and 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 not feel like I'm you know held back by anything. And I think that's enabled me to get out, you know, to to really raise my my bar, you know, my personal limits, let's say, and and have the season I did. And I think yeah, you've touched on that, mate. Like it's 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 raw here. It's very raw, and and and. You know, the emotions are high and, and the passion is, is so great. And you really feel, as a driver, you really feel part of the team. You know, I've been in situations where you're just a, a small clog in a big wheel sort of thing. And, and you're, you're just there, you rock up, you do your job and you leave. Whereas, you know, there's so much more to this team. And I think that's enabled, you know, me personally to to excel. And I've, I've really enjoyed, you know, the season we've had. And I think what those little things, you know, that good things happen to good people, right? And and I think that's just kind of evident in, in the results. And, and even going into that last race, you know, it was, man, any, it could have gone either way, right? And, 
you know, I'm not really a superstitious kind of guy, but I think, you know, we were meant to win that season, this season, and and yeah, we did. And you know, it's not just because of luck. You know, there's a lot of hard work and grit and determination and and willpower that's gone into that. You know, from day one in this program. So. I love it's it. It's been pretty epic to to be a part of it, to be honest. And obviously, like with Ollie on board, you know, I had such a good relationship with Ollie, and I really enjoyed, you know, him, you know, working together with him. He, you know, he was such a nice guy, and and obviously, you know, it was probably a bit more evident that, you know, I got you know, more of the the limelight and glory, but you know, he's such an experienced guy, and and um, you know, it was it was just there's no egos in our team, and I think that's what enabled us to to work so well together. Totally agreed. Love the combination of what the two of you achieved. Well, let's cover off quickly, Tom, the, uh, the GTP test here uh, at road Atlanta. Cause yeah. I want to, want to close talking about, uh, this IndyCar test that I'm, I've been so excited about for you. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, lots of things manufacturers don't want us to talk about, so that's fine. Mm-hmm. But from what I've, I heard from feedback from the, the, the test in general, uh, cars got down to running roughly at, you know, race pace, you know, the faster race pace, uh, from petite Le Mans, which is really promising heard that, you know, there's speed left in all the cars. Not like everyone is running flat out hundred percent and that's all they could do, but heard lots of encouraging stuff coming out of the test that, Hey, these things are fast. They're certainly fast in a straight line. Uh, we got a little bit of extra mass to deal with to slow down and and, and rotate uh, and whatnot, but we'll get that figured out. But know that on the the Acura side, couple of issues there that uh, again, you know, nothing that should scare anybody or be surprising during you know developing of a new car. But everything that I heard from the test across the three manufacturers that were there was like, hey this is good stuff and we're encouraged that this new formula is going to deliver and put on a heck of a good show. Does any of that sound accurate from what you've experienced inside the cars? Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously my ride running was a little bit, you know, shortened. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean the first impressions, you know, the cars are quick without a doubt. The cars are fast. Um, lap times seem already very, very similar. Um, you know, obviously they achieved in different ways because, Damn, the thing's got some ponies, that's for sure. It's it's quick on the straight. Um, and obviously, you know, with it being a bit heavier and, and, and a bigger vehicle with less downforce, it's obviously slower in the corners. So um, that basically sums it up, really. And But you feel the power, you know. You definitely feel the power, um, which I think these, these cars are not – they're not going to be easy to drive. They're going to be, I'd say, pretty brutal, actually. Mm. Um, you know, they, 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 they have less grip. Uh, ultimately, with more power. So imagine that. Obviously, <laughs> behind the wheel is a, is a bit more work to be. You know, there's a bit more work that needs to be done. Um, but I, I'm, I think you know the platform's going to be going to be great. Uh, obviously, we should be able to you know follow each other a little bit closer. Um, we're still going to be. I think ripping through the traffic is going to be a little bit different next year. With you know still having to deal with the P3 and P2s because you know DPI was just quicker and everywhere, right? And I think maybe the GDP, you know, unless something, whatever happens to the P2 class, you know, they're going to be still a bit quicker than us in the corners. So it could be interesting to see how that how that plays out at certain tracks. And if we're, you know, if we get to the straight right behind them, obviously we'll blow by. But if if, if we can't keep up in the corners, then, you know, it's going to be an interesting thing to, to understand. But um, the cars are quick, and I think we're, they're just going to get hopefully quicker and quicker. Uh, let's see once everything's all homologated and, and sorted. But, uh 
yeah, it's 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 going to be a good category. It's really going to be a good category, and obviously more cars, and hopefully the competition's tight. It's close. Hopefully, Acura have done a fantastic job. I'm sure they have together with Orica. Sure, you know they've got a good track record, but um, yeah, it's going to be a different ball game, but you know, interesting. I think to say the least. You know, one other thing jumps out from this transition from, uh, I guess in your case, the ARX 05 to the ARX 06. If we look at racing categories in the U.S., uh, the the DPI class, certainly one that probably has more electronics uh, involved with the vehicle that drivers can manipulate while on track. Uh, again, IndyCar, obviously very high tech, but there's not a lot, not a crazy no, amount you can play with. Cool. There's nothing there in NASCAR, et cetera, et cetera. So just from a familiarity standpoint, you're already accustomed to being really damn busy on the steering wheel and, and whatever else in the cockpit with the DPI yeah. formula. You also bring in a formula E experience, you know, well-versed with, with harvesting, sailing, whatever else you, it might yeah. be. Can you give folks an idea, at least at this early stage of, you know, getting a feel for this hybrid prototype of you're going to be busier, other drivers are going to be busier. How much are you having to stare within the cockpit compared (laughs) to looking up on the road? Well, I mean, to be honest, the DPI was, was nothing like that's nothing compared to what we'll be doing in the, in the GDP car. Um, you know, we kind of, yeah, by the end, you know, the, the DPI was pretty well sorted. There wasn't, you know, we obviously had a, quite a few bits and bobs on the traction side of things, but, and some maps and fuel saving, blah, blah, blah. But other than that, mate, it was pretty, pretty darn basic. Um, you know, this new car reminds me a bit more of Formula E, to be honest, where there's a lot more stuff you can do, um, you know, in terms, in terms of the, the energy management and, and, you know, now having a, a hybrid there, we have obviously some re- regenerative braking and the brake by wire system, which means you can basically, tune your brake maps accordingly so there's a lot of work now that needs to be done on on understanding you know the brake mapping um, how to get the most out of the car obviously that has a huge effect on the the differential um with region there so yeah there's a lot more stuff now that we can we can play with um on on the let's say the the braking and entry phase of the corner whereas before there was there wasn't really anything you could do you know you had a hydraulic brake system you had a, a diff that had couldn't control it you know it was just um so that's what's changed and, and obviously the brake feeling you know we have brake by wire um a little bit of the rear brake is, is done by the motor as well so obviously from a feeling a driver's perspective the feeling is a little bit different um so yeah there's gonna be a lot more work to do behind the wheel to extract the performance but not only that it's it's you know working with your performance engineers and and understanding where on the track and how on the track you can manipulate, you know, the balance of the car with the tools you have. So it's going to be a, a big step up, um, you know, not only for the drivers, but also for the engineering crew. Um, you know, there's going to be a bit more specifics, I would say, some more performance, very specific performance, you know, related areas that that need to be, you know, dealt with to address to kind of, you know, raise the, the level of the engineering and stuff. Whereas, you know, in the past, obviously, we haven't really had to focus on that. So it's kind of new skill set may be needed um, on the engineering side. Uh, many, you know, very capable people, you know, at the team and over at HBD to, to deal with that. But, yeah, it's, it's definitely closer to a formula than, than, let's say, the, the raw, brute and 
force and stuff needed on an IndyCar and even the old DPI, you know, it was pretty basic to be honest. I cannot wait for just a constant series of responses from drivers like yourself when we get into the uh, GTP era. A lot of yeah. leave me alone, I know what to do because you're going to be yeah, so yeah. busy using all fingers and toes. Teams are going to be trying to talk to you like, shut up, shut up, I'm uh, I'm working here. So yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff we can do now. I love it. I love so, it. So, you know, you need, you need, you know, most race drivers, you know, obviously we're not, you know, we, we, we left school early, but, um, <laughs> we, we definitely need to have our thinking hats, thinking caps on a little bit more, uh, in this new GDP category. So I'm looking forward to that. That's true. I do often say, um, there's some drivers, <clears throat> I'm not sure they could spell their name the same way twice. Uh, some <laughs> did leave school rather exactly. early, Tom, but, uh, exactly. th- thankfully you're not one of those. All right, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get to the, uh, the fun closing topic here. Yep. When Shank told me months ago, whatever it was, I, I don't remember when it might've been sometime around May. He was like, Hey, uh, shut up, keep this quiet. But, uh, uh I, I'm going to put Blomquist in, uh, in the Indy car. I want to see how that guy goes. And I'm like, you sweet SOB. I, uh, I love that move and I love his curiosity just to see yeah. how you do, but also he wouldn't do that. Like Mike isn't a guy to just give things away for fun. There's always a a purpose. Like, hey, I don't know what the future might hold, but you know, this guy's done a heck of a job for us in in uh, DPI. Let's see, you know, if if he likes uh, this current IndyCar formula. Tell me about this, brother. I, again, we know where you're racing next year. You're going to be in IMSA and such. But tell me about the yeah. chance to get back to what feels what I think your heart is. And that is, uh, open wheel racing. Yeah. Maybe tell me about this opportunity. Yeah. I mean, you know, obviously with the, you know, it's, there's an obvious link with the, the team having an IndyCar <laughs> team. Um, but to be honest, you know, obviously yeah, the season started going well. And to be honest, I think I remember, you know, joking with Jim and, and, and Mike saying, man, I want to have a crack in the IndyCar, you know, give me a shot in IndyCar. And, uh, you know, they kind of were, to be honest, I remember the first impressions were a little bit like, they weren't, you know, they were almost a little bit shocked. Like, ah, you, you know, you're interested. You want to do that? Like, you'd be interested in it? I was like, hell yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then, you know, obviously the season went on and you know, the results kind of kept coming. And yeah, they say, yeah, let's, let's get you in this indie car. Let's try and make that work, you know? And if, if that's, yeah, let's see how you go. If that's, you know, something you're keen in and you do well, then, you know, who knows what the future may hold, right? So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped for it. You know, I, you know, you touched on it. I think I feel that's where my, you know, my after getting back in something with a bit of grunt and, and good downforce and, you know, that's that, that were my, they were my roots. You know, obviously as a kid I grew up, you know, wanting to try and go to Formula 1 and I veered off, you know, early into this touring car, you know, with DTM and so on and, and kind of now come back towards what my strengths, I believe, as a racing driver were in the first place. You know, that was where I felt most comfortable. And, and yeah, I mean, I, you know, I can tell that IndyCar is something I'm hoping that I, <laughs> I gel with. Um, obviously, I'm going to be hanging out my ass, man, because these <laughs> things are brutal to drive. And I, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm under no illusion that I'm going to be dead come the end of that day. But, uh, yeah, I'm 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 intrigued to see how I get on, and I'm I'm, I'm motivated to to give it my best shot. And man, who knows? Maybe I hate it. Maybe I go. Maybe I'm useless. Not a chance. <laughs> Let, let's just. Nah, not I be silly. I'm pretty. I'm pretty. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm pretty. You know, I've, I've got a bit of confidence now. Um, after the season, I think 
yeah, I like I like oval wheel racing. You know, that's that's where I started, and and all the way up until I was, you know, obviously until I got became a professional. But um, yeah, I'm really pumped for it. Honestly, I'm really pumped, and uh, let's see how it goes. But you never know. <laughs> well, we're not. We have to get them out, get them pissed, and get Mike and Jim pissed, and um, get a deal on the table. <laughs> well, that's what I was gonna say. We're not breaking any news, and you know, look, if you were signed for 2024, I'd be telling folks you were signed. But uh, obviously, there's this a just reward for everything that you helped the team to achieve this season. Yeah, there's in a bit IMSA, of everything going right? on there as well, right? But also. I don't think I'm speaking out of turn saying, you know, they, they'd love to see, uh, knowing that, you know, they've got two extreme IndyCar veterans, champions, Indy 500 winners, uh, in both the 06 and, and the number 60, uh, entries in IndyCar, but, you know, looking to the future, I know there's a little bit of a, Hey, let's see how this goes. Uh, we want to at least know if we have an opportunity in the future in IndyCar, if this, uh, this, guy who we we've gotten to love from imsa might be someone to consider do you let that rattle around in your brain at all brother or is that a rabbit hole that uh might be destructive i mean i'm pretty to be honest I, I, like me as a personality like i'm i'm pretty chilled out and pretty relaxed i mean i know i'm not you know i'm not stupid i know if i do well and and um you know what i know of mike and jim um you know you know, they'd obviously love to see me do well, right? And uh, I think, you know, being growing with them you know, through this previous program, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure if it was something that, you know, both parties wanted to make happen, it could happen. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think both of us are aware um, that there's, you know, there would be a, probably an opportunity in the future if it went well. I mean, but we have to see, you know, it obviously depends <laughs> how, how I get on and, and if it's something that I feel comfortable with and, and um and if you know if the team thinks it's a you know a good fit for them as well right because they've obviously got two superstars already and um yeah i've obviously got a whole season in gtp next year anyway so it's you know this isn't this is the future and this is just a let's plant the seed and see how it goes and and if it's you know if it gives us more if it gives everyone more possibilities in the future then you know i think it's the win-win for everyone right so let's just see how 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 it gets, how it all, you know, how we get on, and yeah, I think it's it's just a a little bit of a they're checking me out, making sure it's you know seeing if it's if it's worth it. It's a bit of a you know thanks for the season you've done as well. It's all you know, it's a it's a bunch of things you know this this opportunity. So obviously, I got to thank them for giving me the shot, you know, to to go out and have a skid as well. I did hear that they are putting bush light in your drink bottle for the test. So that, <laughs> yeah. that's a very shake thing. Um, a few attempts there. <laughs> last quick thing for you, and it's a little bit tongue in cheek, but uh, as the season, IMSA season was winding to a close, and as a, a, a writer and someone who's trying to think thematically, I'm like, well, there might be a really good story about Swedes kicking ass in America all in 2022. Marcus Ericsson winning the Indy 500, vying for the championship. Linus Lundqvist obviously winning Indy Lights, running away there. 
I know you're a triple nationality guy. Uh, obviously, mm -hmm. y your father, you know, Swedish royalty, whomever the king is, like yeah. the king looks up to your dad in terms of royalty. But <laughs> um, I asked Lund or I asked uh, Erickson, I think yesterday, and I'm like, well, we know Tom, in terms of where he's born and raised, not exactly, you know, growing up in Sweden, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But is, you know, what do you think? Is, is he, do you consider him a, a fellow Swede? Mark is like, hell yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know where you plant yourself from a nationality standpoint, but at least from a folks who are born and raised in Sweden or Swedish blood within them, you seem to be part of a pretty amazing year uh, for, for folks uh, representing the Swedish flag in some way. Would love to get some thoughts about that because we haven't exactly seen this kind no. of high-level title winning or Indy 500 winning thing uh, from Sweden ever here. What's it like, brother? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, obviously I've, I've you know, I'm 50% Swedish, basically. You know, my, my mom's fully British, grew up in New Zealand. But my dad's fully Swedish, and obviously I'm right down the middle there. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, you know, my heritage, you know, obviously my surname, um, you know, kind of everyone thinks I'm fully Swedish, right? And I would, to be honest, I would be I'd embrace it a hundred percent, like way more, if I could only speak the bloody language. <laughs> so I feel like a knobhead for not speaking the language. <laughs> and I blame my father for that because he never. I never lived there, unfortunately, when yeah. I was growing up. And he never spoke to me in Swedish, so it's his fault. It's now my fault that I didn't learn all those years later, but initially it was his fault, so I'll stick with that one. Hey, we're still trying um, to teach Shank English, so don't feel bad about yeah, that, exactly, okay? Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, but no, it's, I mean, yeah, come to think of it, it's it's been pretty it's pretty serious, right? When some th a few big wins there for, for the for the Christs and Sons of... Uh, of Sweden <laughs> over here in America and something, uh, yeah, something that just, I guess, proud for many to see. And obviously, uh, boy, we'll see what next year holds for you, brother in the years ahead. But I can tell you, I'm glad, yeah. glad we got a hold of you here. It doesn't look like we collectively in the U S are letting you go anytime soon and uh hopefully we'll speak here after your test and uh once they're done pouring you out of the car uh um talk about how that went man so congratulations tom seriously and all your success and thank you uh, there are a lot of folks who just can't appreciate wait to see it. what's coming next yeah no i really appreciate it you know i felt like i've had a lot of support here in the you know last few months you know with the american fans and the American people here in motorsports, so it's it's been pretty pretty cool to yeah achieve some sort of success um, in such a short time, and hopefully we can just yeah hopefully I can be here for many years to come and, and keep building upon that. Let's see. <laughs>